Go. go. On your mark, get set, go. Uh. Oh, Father God, we thank you for this time. Let your Holy Spirit just guide and direct us tonight, Lord, that we be right in your groove of what you want for us. We love you so much, Father, and we thank you that you first loved us and that you gave your life for us so that we could live and thrive. And I pray that, Lord, that you teach us how to thrive in you. Lord, that we would grasp your word, your kingdom, your way of doing things, your way of being right, would be just so alive in each of us, Father. We give you praise today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. I want to I talk to you about fasting. Fasting with purpose. How many of you know fasting is important for a life of a believer? It really is. You know, fasting is where we, we, we get down and dirty with the, the kingdom. You know, we, we press into the kingdom and, and we really need to, and we get closer to the Lord. It's where we get into warfare. It's where we battle. You know, it's where we're fighting and where we're pressing through with God. But I, I think before we battle and press through, we need to learn the basics of Christianity, of what it means to serve God. How many of you just want to know the basics? I mean, let's just, you know, when we're doing the basics, we're going to win. You know, it's, you know, in sports, you know, you watch them Braves. When they get away from the basics, Robert, they, they just start losing. Same with my Dodgers, you know. The baseball season's right up on the corner. The Rams couldn't handle, you know. But when we get away from the basics, it's when we start losing. We start getting beat up and stuff. And... You know, it's just like a boxer. When he gets away from the basics of keeping his guard up, he tries to get fancy. That's when he gets nailed. And that's the same thing in the church. When we get away from the basics of what God has called us to do, we, um, we get nailed. And so if you're, if you're going to fight, you know, in warfare, spiritual warfare, if you're going to grow closer to the Lord, you've got you to gotta learn how to do it so that you don't get beat up. Because I know a lot of people... on my phone <laughs> shut up i'm like who's talking <laughs> it's me i get to my back pocket <laughs> but it, it, you want to have your walk in such a way that you can really pray and effectively you know, because we, we come and we pray. Last week we prayed. We prayed for the, for the nation. And that, that was beautiful. I loved it. You know, that we prayed for our country. We're going to do more of that this year. Because our country is like on a hinge point right now. And we need to pray for it. So I, I, I want to just give you a few things tonight. It's, I don't have it written down. It's in my head. It's in my heart. I've spoken it so many times around the world. Because if we don't get this stuff down, then it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, um, it opens us up for an attack. And how many of you know we want to keep all the doors closed to those attacks? Spiritual attack. I'm not talking about a physical attack. I'm talking about a spiritual attack. Demonic oppression, you know, where the enemy just comes and you don't even know, why, why am I so sad? Why am I, you know, why can't I laugh? Why can't I cry? Why can't I... You know, just get out of bed in the morning. Why can't I, you know, thrive? Why, why, why am I not thriving like I see other people in the church thriving? Why? why? What's going on with me? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that we have, to, we have to learn how to keep the enemy back so that he can't get in. Amen? And we all know that, all right, number one, just, just stop sinning. There, that's, that's number one. Okay? <laughs> Do your best, you know what I mean? Just work on not sinning. Know what the Word of God says about sin and then don't do it. Okay, so that's the, that's the first start. But I got some other things that I, that I feel like we need to go deeper in. And if you have a Bible tonight, you have your phone, whatever. Um, I have this nice big New King James brick up here that is beautiful. 
Turn to Isaiah chapter 61. I can never remember if it's 60 or 61. Isaiah 61. And, and this, this starts out, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Now, if you go over to Luke chapter 4, verse 18, don't go there, but Jesus reads the scroll in this part, in this, this passage of Scripture I'm reading right now, and he sits down in the midst of the assembly and he says, today that has been fulfilled in your hearing. And, and if you watch the chosen, they say, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, and he, and he, they, they say something about the law of Moses and he goes, I am the law of Moses. And they're like, that's blasphemy. You know, we need to stone you. And he's like, not today. <laughs> that's Jesus. He says, no, not today. But then in verse 2 it says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all, those, all who mourn. Now as I'm reading this, and you know, Jesus fulfilled this, but think about the anointing of God being on you. That this is how God wants to use you. That he wants you to, to bring comfort. And then it's verse 3 it says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So right here in the middle of verse 3, it says the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when I read that, I see that heaviness, um, depression, is a spirit. It's an attack by a spirit on our lives. Because the enemy knows that if you and I constantly praise the Lord, we're going to be walking victory. We're going to be victorious. So let me ask you a question. And, and I'm really looking for answers, but shout them out. Um, what stops us, limits us from praising God? Lazy? Distractions? Would you say, Anton? Pride. Okay. Anything else? Huh? Negligence. Yeah. Lazy, lazy like Robert says. Sin? <laughs> okay. We already said we're going to stop doing that. <laughs> Remember, that's number one. We're going to stop sinning. <laughs> Getting away from the basics. Focus. See, and so the enemy, he knows how to get you unfocused. He knows how to make you lazy. Amen? He knows how to distract you. And so we, we need to take these tools like this and use them to the glory of God and fill them with praise music. Amen? You know, YouTube the praise. YouTube the good stuff. Instead of watching all the bad stuff, you know, throw on the garment of praise because Garment of praise, you, you dress yourself in praise. And, and listen, when you do that, when you praise the Lord, it pushes a back, it pushes back against the darkness. See, it, it says you put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, if you, if you go to a, a doctor and you tell him, I'm depressed, He'll give you a pill to take so that you're, you're fighting depression, okay? But God says, put on praise. Put on a garment of praise. Clothe yourself in praise to our God, and that will push back against the depression and the heaviness so that it doesn't have a hold on you. See, and <clears throat> I've never been one that has battled depression, but I've been one that has praised God for a long time. And I praise God. My mom used to tell me, she goes, Ron, she goes, I know what you're going through, but you're always smiling. I said, well, Mom, I have Jesus. <laughs> I have Jesus. And that's where we want to get to, that we put on the garment of praise, and that spirit 
because it's a spirit that attacks us, that we're pushing back against those spirits that come to attack us. And so here's the thing, though, Mark. I don't have to fight the spirit of heaviness. I don't have to fight the spirit of depression. That's not my job. I don't have to fight against those things. What God is telling me is what Galanda said, renew my focus and put it on Jesus. So I put all my focus on Jesus and I start praising God. So as I'm praising God, I'm, I'm not thinking about heaviness or depression because it's going, it's leaving me, it's, it's fading away. And so I'm putting on the garment of praise and so that that heaviness can't grip me, it can't get a hold of me, and it's broken off of me. And it's not because I have fought the devil in one. Jesus fought the devil in one, amen? He is the one that does the fighting for us. And so all we've got to do is focus on Jesus. I put on the garment of praise. The spirit of heaviness will be gone from me. So, that, listen, if, if we're not doing that one, it's going to make it tough in spiritual warfare. That when we say, you know, come and pray, and we're praying tough things, we're praying for our nation and stuff, it, it, it makes it tough to, to do that because we open the door to the enemy to get us when we're, we just can't praise God. you got to put on praise. And, you know, sometimes it's hard. Because Kim, sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes the heaviness has already got us. You know, sometimes we wake up with it. We wake up with it. I don't know, remember that time that you... You woke up and you were like, I don't know what happened. And I asked you, I said, or during the day, and I said, what happened? What happened? You know, what, what happened to you? And you're like, I don't know. You know, it, we, we have to constantly praise God and keep our focus on Jesus. Yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> when we were young and we were learning all this. So when you put on the garment of praise, everybody say praise. praise. Wear it like a blanket. I'm going to praise the Lord. Make up your own songs. You know, just, just praise him. Put on a garment of praise. But when, when you can't, call somebody. Man, I'm really having a tough time. I, I feel like the enemy is just really coming against me. I need somebody to praise God with me. And, and, and start doing it. Start praising God, amen, with them. Help them. Help them to get over the hump because... That's what we need to get. We need to get over that hump because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we struggle and we're like, ah. But if we let it go on too long, there was a, a, a commercial for a drug. It was called Abilify. A blue pill. And the lady in the commercial, it was a cartoonish commercial, she had a robe, a blue robe. And that blue, when that blue robe got on her, the heaviness and the depression would just grip her. And she would take the pill, and then the blue robe would get off. See, that's what praise does. Not the pill, that's what praise does. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, if you're on depression, antidepressant medicine, I'm not saying stop. I'm saying go to your doctor and work on praising God. Amen? Work on praising God. I put on the garment of praise. What's that also? I put on the garment of praise. The spirit of heaviness will be gone. Amen? And it's not because you're fighting it. It's because you're praising it. Amen? You, you, that's your warfare. I'm praising God today. And you put it on. And so, praise. Everybody say praise. praise. All right, go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. Okay, a tithe is 10%. He's not asking you to pay more than me. Everybody pays the same. Everybody gives to the Lord the same, 10% of what we bring in. And you know, I, um, I never had enough to tithe till I tithe. Right? You know what I mean? It's like, I never, I'll never have enough money to tithe, you know, until I started tithing. And then it's like, well, I have more than enough. 
Because that's what God does. He's the God of more than enough. So when I started tithing, it was like, huh. You know, everything that would go wrong, I'm not kidding. I'd start tithing, and um, car motor would blow up. We had a Pontiac Grand Am. And Delonda loved that little car. The car motor blow up. So I'd have to stop tithing to get the car motor fixed. Cost a couple of grand, you know, we'd get it fixed. And, and then um, take me a while to get caught up on everything else I had to pay. And then I, once I got caught up, then I'd start tithing again. And, and then the car motor would blow again. Now, that car motor blew five years in a row. Right? Five years in a row. And uh, thank God she told me this. <laughs> We couldn't afford to keep that thing. But, you know, every time I'd pull back my tithe to fix the car, you know, I'd feel bad. And then Delonda would, you know, we'd be going through financial troubles and Delonda would go, are you tithing? I mean, what do you, I'd get so mad. I'm like, what do you mean am I tithing? How can I tithe? Look at all these bills I have right now. How can you expect me to tithe when I'm going through all these troubles right now? Are you kidding me? Don't you blame me for this. And I'd get, I'd get upset until I had a breakthrough. I got all the deacons together, the leaders of the church, and I told them, I said, listen, I struggle with tithing. It's so hard. And I told them what I went through. You know what they didn't do? They didn't tell me how to do it. They just said, we're going to pray. And they prayed for me. And I have tithed ever since. Car motor still blue. And you know what? I still had enough, I had enough money to pay for it. Washing machine went out. I had enough money to pay for it. It's just amazing how things changed when we started tithing. But here, listen. It says, it says, that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord's telling us to try to tithe. He says, and see, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And then here it is. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So when we tithe, the Lord says, I will fight for you. So he's going to rebuke the devourer off of us. So think about where the enemy comes to devour you right now. Is it in your relationships, in your marriage, in, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever? Is, is, it, is it in your finances that he's trying to get you? Is it in your health that he's trying to get you? But, so, but if I give to the Lord my tithe, it says he'll rebuke the devourer for me. So my spiritual warfare so far is I praise the Lord and I give to the Lord and he's fighting half my battles for me. He's fighting for me. He's intervened in my life that I've, oh, I just go around praising God and giving him my tithe. And he's fighting for me so that I'm, I'm victorious. Amen? I mean, whenever we get sick, whenever we're starting to feel something come on us, it's like, God, how is this possible? We're tithers. When you tithe, he's going to rebuke the enemy for you. He's going to fight. He's going to intervene. And that's the beauty of it. God will intervene on your behalf. But here's the, the, the thing. Here's the hard part. You've got to trust him with your money. You want to say something? You do, huh? You're on the tip of your chair. You got a microphone over there? Or? Oh, I get it. I feel like it's a. <laughs> yeah.
come up here so they can see you on camera. So I, I give to the Lord my tithes and offerings. You know, because verse 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. And so that's what Delonic said. You know, that's how we rob God. Now, this may be new to some of you, and, and that's okay that it's new. Just learn it. I'm telling you, it's going to be blessed. I, I know people that tithe and how blessed they are and how God is, watches over them, and, and it's amazing. And um, we learn, and praise God for that. So we're going to give to the Lord, and we're going to praise Him. Now, I'm not fighting the devil, but God's fighting the devil for me. Amen? I don't have, I'm not rebuking. I'm not contending against the devil. I'm just putting on praying, and I'm giving to the Lord what is His due. And that takes us to Matthew, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, there's this guy. And he borrowed, like, a ton of money from a rich ruler. And the rich ruler sees him one day. Let's just say he borrowed a million dollars from the rich ruler. And, he, and the rich ruler sees him one day. He says, hey, pay me back. Give me the money you owe me. And the, and the guy got down on his knees, and he begged the ruler. He said, hey, listen, I can't. Can you forgive me that debt? And the rich ruler said, Okay, I'll forgive you that debt. He gave him a million-dollar debt. Now, that guy leaves there happy. But he sees a guy that owes him $10,000. He's like, hey, pay me my $10,000. I'll have you thrown in prison. And the guy's like, oh, please, forgive me that debt. And the guy got down on his knees and begged for the forgiveness. And the guy said, no. And he had him thrown in prison. Well, the rich ruler heard what that man did, how he had had that guy thrown in prison for such a small debt when his debt was so big, and he'd been forgiven of it. And so the rich ruler had that man arrested, and they, they brought him in, and in Matthew chapter 18, um, verse 32, it says, Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant. I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. Verse 35, so my heavenly father will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespass. So number three is forgiveness. If you, when we come to the Lord, he forgives us of everything. Everybody say everything. Everything. Everything we've ever done, we're forgiven for. Amen? And you know what? He doesn't remember it's like if it was written on a piece of paper, he throws it into the fire and it's burned up. It's separated as far as the east is from the west. It is not there anymore. We are forgiven and free from it. And because the Lord forgives us of everything, he demands that we forgive everybody of everything.
Now listen. That's why a lot of people in church are beat up so bad. Because they have unforgiveness. See, because he says, I'll turn you over to the torturers. You'll be in prison and turned over to torturers. That's not after we die. That's now. The torturing happens now. And I've had so many people come to me and say, Pastor, I don't know why this stuff is, all, all these bad things always happen to me. Do you have unforgiveness in your heart? Yes, Pastor, but you don't know what they did to me. It's not based on what they did. It's do you have unforgiveness in your heart? I'm, you know, because some of these things, man, those people deserve to die for what they did to you. It was bad. But when you come to Jesus and he forgives you, he wants you to release everything to him. He wants you to forgive those people. Not so that they're off the hook, but so that you're off the hook. That you're letting yourself off the hook by forgiving. I, Dawn and I lived in China for a year, and the pastor that sent us there, in the middle of it, um, stopped sending money. He got money in for us. They got offerings in for us to send to us, but they kept it. And they left us there. Now, I'm not talking like we were over in Riverside. I'm talking we were on the other side of the world. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, the, and the money stopped. It's like, hmm. You know, and people would call me and they would say, hey, Ron, you know, we gave to your mission, you know. Did you get the money? Uh, and I said, no, but that's okay. God's got me. You know, God will take care of me. And uh, they were so mad. And, but I, I did my best. I didn't want to be mad. I didn't want to be mad. And another, the pastor, because the church here had split, the pastor that came back in was my pastor for 30 years, and he started sending me half of what I needed because that's all they could afford to send was half. But then a, a, a Chinese pastor comes to me and he says, he says, here, and he hands me an envelope full of money. And I'm like, and the guy didn't speak English. He just handed me this money. And he handed me a paper and, and a pen, and he wanted me to sign it. So I signed it. And I called my friend. I go, hey, Han just handed me uh, 3,000 renminbi. How come? And he goes, well, we want to start supporting you as a missionary. And I'm like, and they didn't know anything had happened. I didn't tell anybody. And I said, really? And I go, he goes, yeah, we're going to give you 1500 a month. I said, but he gave me 3000 He goes, we decided two months ago. <laughs> so they, they made it retroactive, you know, and, and they blessed us. And, and people, I had a 23-year-old girl give me 5000 renminbi one day. That's Chinese dollars. And it was like a 23-year-old Chinese girl doesn't have that kind of money. But here, Delanda and I had gone to her business when she opened it. We prayed over her business. We blessed her business. Delanda was her first customer at her business. And a year later, they sold their business, and they made, um, they doubled their profits. And they, they asked the Lord, who do we bless? And the Lord told them, Ron and Delanda. And so she handed me an envelope with 5,000 renminbi in it, Chinese dollars. And it was amazing. And it was right when we needed it. And then I, I came home, I, my, you know, um, for things, and, and, and God would just bless us. And it was amazing how God did that. And God took care of us in the midst of that, even though um, it, it, was a, it looked like it could have been a really tough situation for us, but we were well taken care of, and we didn't have to slow down on anything we were doing. We just kept going, and God kept providing. I would lay in bed. I'd say, God, I need this amount of money today. And every time that money came, that day, somebody called me, somebody give it to me, somebody give me money. We had a, a businessman that we would go to his businesses, and um, we would minister at his businesses, and he'd just hand me a, just a stack of money. And I remember one time I was going to go on a trip, and Delon was like, I need a thousand renminbi because 
She wanted to take some mission kids to the zoo. She wanted to bless them and take them shopping. And, and she goes, I need a thousand RMB. I said, ask the Lord. So we were with this businessman, and we had just gone through. We prayed over his home. We had gone through. He moved his, his main offices. We went to his main offices. We, we prayed in the boardroom. Then we went and we anointed every desk, every computer, every person that was working. We prayed over everybody that day, and then we, we come back into the conference room and to have tea, and we're sitting there, and, and he, in Chinese, when they hand you a red envelope, it's money. So he slides me a red envelope, but then he slides Zalanda a red envelope, and he had never done that before. And uh, Zalanda's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. This is what we do. And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, I said brother, why did you uh, give Zalanda money? And he goes, we see the value that she is in your ministry. And we just felt the need to bless her today. I said, open it up, honey. And it was a thousand RMB. And I said, honey, that's exactly what you've been praying for. And I shared with him how she was praying for that and how God used them to meet that need that day. And it was just a, a real blessing. And I'm telling you, God... We'll supply all your needs. Amen? Oh, yeah. Forgiveness. So that's how God took care of us in China. But when I came back to America, when we moved back to America, I seen the pastor at a funeral. And he wouldn't talk to me. He just, he came out of the, the funeral home, saw me, went up and around the vehicles and came and stood right there with his back to me. And didn't look at me. And I asked the Lord, I said, can I hit him? I said, and I'm thinking in my head, Lord, we're not talking about in Riverside. We're talking about he left me on the other side of the world. And the Lord said, don't do it, don't do it. I went home that night and I was a little frustrated because I really wanted to hit him. And my flesh was perking up, you know. So I'm doing a, a, I'm reading a book because I was going to teach it here at the church on becoming a prayer warrior. That's in chapter four. And, and chapter four was on forgiveness. So I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting in a beanbag in my closet. And I'm reading this book and I said, Lord, that man left me in China. You know, he doesn't deserve my forgiveness. He took money in and he didn't give it to me. And the Lord said, if he sent you the money, you'd be tied to him. And I didn't want you tied to him. I'm like, oh. Oh. Well, Lord, I forgive him. I forgive him. And I cried right there in that closet, and I let it go. I just let it go. And I could see that man, and I could hug him. I could laugh. I could talk. It didn't matter. He tried to give me a lot of money twice. And the Lord said, give it back. I don't want you tied to him. And he would be so angry that I wouldn't take the money because he, you know, because the Lord said, with him, money ties. And so I didn't take the money. And it was, I was happy. I mean, he wrote me a $5,000 check. And I'm like, Lord said, don't keep it. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> I figured I can do a lot with $5,000. I sent it back. And then he called me up to his church one day. And I, I went there and he, he gave me a check, and I took it, and I came back, and the Lord said, I told you not to take any money. And I'm like, still? <laughs> so I wrote him a nice little letter. I said, brother, we're brothers in the Lord. I don't need your money to, to be brothers. You know, I've forgiven everything that ever happened. So God bless you. Here's your money back. And, and his, his staff told me he flipped out, you know. But I forgave, and I was healed up. I know one time I, I did something to Delanda. I said something to Delanda on a Monday. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, years ago, years ago. And um, I don't tell you what I did yesterday. You know, this is years ago. <laughs> but I... I said something really stupid, and oh, she was so mad, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and you know, you ever said anything you wish you didn't say, 
you're like, it's already out of your mouth and you wanted to just grab it and bring it back and you just couldn't do it. And it's like, oh my gosh. So I get up Tuesday and I go to work and, and uh, I come home Tuesday night and act like nothing happened. And there was a coldness in the room, you know, you could tell. But she made me dinner and she was cordial and, and um, but we, we didn't talk a lot. And, and then um, Wednesday I get up and I go to work and I call Hey, how you doing? And she goes, I noticed that you didn't talk about what you said on Monday yesterday. And I go, yeah, you know, I'm really sorry I said that. I, I, um, I wish I hadn't have said that. I'm really sorry. And she goes, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She goes, I'm going to forgive you. I said, praise God. Well, no, this is what she said first. She goes, you know. What you said is what we get divorced over. And I'm like, uh uh-oh. My heart sank. I'm like, oh, no. Is the hammer going to drop right now? You know, am I done? She goes, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to forgive you. And I'm like, really? She goes, matter of fact, I'm going to act like it never happened. I'm like, really? She's like, yep, now I'm beaming. (laughs) And so by Friday, because of that act of grace and forgiveness that she extended, we couldn't remember what I said. It was gone. It was gone. You can ask her. She don't know what I said. I mean, it's just, it left. Forgiveness is powerful. It saves you from being tormented. See, you don't want to go in and fight a battle with the devil when you have unforgiveness in your past. Because you open the door for the devil to just beat the snot out of you and torment your soul. And we don't want that, amen? We don't want that. And then lastly, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Now, just so you know, I have spoken this message in huts in India to save them from the torment that they were under. And, you know, talk about, talk about tithing in a hut in India was, uh, and I said, I'm not here to get your money. I'm here to set you free. And they received it. You know, I talked about it in Africa, you know, and they bring me an offering, but it was usually like a chicken or, you know, something like that. And they brought Delanda a dress, and uh, Delanda loved that chicken. She hated to give that thing up, man. She's petting that rooster. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So number four today is receive the love of God. Let the love of God come on you. Let him fill you. Know that he loves you, that he laid his life down for you, and that he first loved you. Because listen, the opposite of love here in this scripture is fear. When we're walking in fear, when we're walking afraid, we open the door for torment. That's what it says. Fear involves torment. And we know that fear is a spirit because 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So fear is a spirit. And so if you're living in fear... Chances are you're being tormented by things in this world, and um, you got to get rid of the fear. You got to stop being afraid. You got to press into the Lord. Receive the love of God as He fills you with His love. That fear just goes because you trust Him with your life and you love Him so much. It's like, I'm not afraid. I trust God. I'm not afraid. And the fear is gone, and it just leaves you. And you're like, wow, 
and, and because you're not being tormented. You're not afraid, and you, you're walking in victory. We want victory, amen? So I've given you four things. Praise, give, forgive, and love. Now as you receive that, and you walk it out in your life, many of your battles will be already won for you. Not because you prayed against the devil, not because you did battle against the devil and won, Jesus has already done the battle. Jesus has already won, and we've received victory. And we're victorious. So as we do these things, then it opens us up, and it gives us that strength to be able to step outside of just those. Now we can begin to bind and loose the devil, bind the things on earth that will be bound in heaven. You know, we can begin to rebuke the enemy. Or, you know, I, I just like to let the Lord rebuke you. <laughs> you know, I hear people, oh, devil, I rebuke you. That's good. I mean, that's, some people need to do that, but I don't because I'm giving. But some people need you to do it for them because they're not. Right? They need you to do it for them. They need you to rebuke the devil for them because they're not giving. They're not forgiving. They're suffering. They're walking in fear. They're suffering. They're being tormented. See, if we can get these four things down, it's going to take us to another level of our walk with the Lord in the sense of having victories in our life. And you'll begin to see God move on your behalf. And um, I'm telling you, you'll be a different person. You'll be a different person. And that's, what, that's why we're here, right? We want to be different. I want to continue to grow, continue to be different, continue to allow God to move on my life that I'm not the same that I was. I want, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the fruits of the Spirit all the time. So that I'm kind, I'm gentle, I'm lovable, I'm peaceable, you know, I'm forgiving. I want those things in my life all the time. And that's what we should all be striving for is that fruit to just come up and out of us like never before. I know we all want the, the gifts. We want the power. We want to prophesy. We want the, you know, the miracles and all that. But if we can't do the fruit, don't do the gift. If you can't love, don't do the gift. Makes you look bad. Makes God look bad. Amen? Okay, let's pray. Well, let me go ahead and bow your heads for a minute. I talked about four things. Praising God, giving to God, forgiving people, and loving God. Receiving that love of God. If you've been struggling with praising God, battling depression and heaviness, just raise your hand right now because I'm going to be praying for you. Anybody here? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. You can put your hand down. The next one is if you've been struggling with tithing. Let me see. Okay. Anybody else? Tithing. It's been a battle. Okay. How about uh, forgiveness? You got anybody you're holding unforgiveness? Okay. All right. Okay, you can put your hands down. How about you've been walking in fear? have some fear in you. Just raise your hand right now if you got fear. All right. Lord, we see all these hands. All these hands, Lord. And Lord, we know that you know us. You know all about us. Father, we come before you and Father God, we repent right now for not praising. We repent for not giving. We repent for not forgiving, and we repent for walking in fear, God. Your word declares that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. We don't have to be that way. Help us to walk in victory from this day forward. Show us how to do it, God. Give us the wisdom and understanding to walk our faith out with you. Help us this day, Lord, we pray. Help us this day. 
Let it be a supernatural move of God on our lives, Father, to get into where you want us. Lord, that we would be those warriors that when we pray, mountains are moved. That when we pray, the sick are healed, the lame walk, the blind see. That when we pray, Father God, there's a supernatural move of your spirit. That when we pray, the enemy quakes. I praise you, Father God, for your love for us. And that you laid a plan out for us to fight our battles for us. Help us to renew our focus tonight on you, Jesus. Let all our attention be you. And Lord, that you would move and you would have your way in our lives. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a big hand tonight, huh? Praise God. So, those of you who raise your hand on those struggles, let's believe tonight that it's done. If you need to forgive somebody, do it. Do it. If you have to call them, call them. Whatever you got to do to forgive. And, uh, Amen. Our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against spirits, principalities, and darkness. So that's what we're fighting against. So. Yeah. Not to take you both out. Don't let him win. Is it hard? Yeah, sometimes. You know, sometimes you just got to start by saying, I forgive this person. And then you got to get up the next day and you got to say, I forgive this person. And then you got to get up the next day because then it becomes, it's like a done deal. You forgive them. Family gatherings can be peaceable again. You're not all torn up when you get together. You're not fearful. Oh, I got to get with my family. You know, next big holiday is Easter. And uh, you want to be able to get together with your family and, and Come up here.
Amen. So next week we'll, uh, yeah, we can give the Lord a hand. Next week we're going to go into fasting, but I felt a few foundations needed to be laid before we get into talking about fasting, and then we can start fasting and, and praying, amen, because some things don't come out except by fasting and prayer, so we all have battles. Yes, Linda. Right. And, and even if, if they don't know what they've done to you, just, just say it. I forgive you, and you don't even have to talk to them. Just forgive them. Just say it out loud. Break that chain. Amen? Well, God bless you. Have a great night. Um, we'll see you Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything in between, but Sunday, Sunday fun day. Hallelujah. God bless you.